Hello, everyone out there in the world. Today, we got Gabe in the house. Yep. <laughs> That's me. And you got myself. Who am I, Gabe? Who am I? I'm the mouse. Did you see the Tom and Jerry trailer yesterday? I didn't watch it because uh, I saw a thumbnail of a person. And if you're incorporating live action into my Tom and Jerry cartoon, I want nothing to do with it. Is that why you loved Sonic the Hedgehog so much? I loathe it. <laughs> I actively avoided seeing it you ever with see you. Live action Yogi Bear? Regrettably. As a child, I think I couldn't sleep for a week. That's how much I care about Tom and Jerry. Do but you it has Moretz, Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz, or whatever her name is. Yeah. How how does one go from kick ass to this film? Some people just some people just (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know i think she's had kind of an unfortunate career not as bad as some but i saw an article recently about her talking about how she was hypersexualized as a lot of Uh, young women are at a young age and so uh, i don't know if she's had issues yeah she looked like this was a much more innocent role for her for sure which is good but i stand by what i said (laughs) this is a cartoon this is not supposed to have you know headlining so you're gonna skip that one i'm not even gonna watch the trailer yeah i'm not gonna have anything to do with it (laughs) it's so sad We're talking about one of my favorite things today. Thank God. I've been waiting the whole podcast to talk about something like this. Pizza. (laughs) But yeah, today is an IP that is very close to Stephen's heart. Yep. If not the closest IP. Really? To my heart. Even closer than Jurassic Park and Star Wars and maybe. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Jurassic Park and Spider-Man would probably be tied. So today we're doing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But none of the Spider-Man movies. We're doing the latest video game. I'm stoked we get to do another video game podcast finally. Uh, we've only done one so far, so this is yeah. our second. Spider-Man Miles Morales. This was a launch title for the new PlayStation 5 that just came out last week. It's true. That sort of corresponded with Microsoft's answer to PlayStation 5 with the new Xbox. But this is exclusive to PlayStation. For anyone that uh, doesn't have a PS5, they can't play it. I did not actually play this game, but I feel like I did because I spent, I think, eight hours watching the gameplay. Live vicariously through. It's like Spider-Man content. I just want to inject it in my veins. I I can't get enough of it. Yeah. When did the other game come out? Because the Spider-Man video game for the PS4 was huge. Yeah, as Gabe just said, there was an exclusive Spider-Man game to the Sony PlayStation 4, which came out in 2018, and it was a huge hit. It was a big deal because it was essentially a spiritual successor. We've been saying that a lot on this podcast recently. I think that's because that's what's popular in pop culture these days. It's fun to say. But it was a spiritual successor to the 2004 Spider-Man 2 video game. Mm, The classic. based off of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2... For PlayStation 2, there was a Spider-Man game that was considered maybe the best Spider-Man game in existence up until two years ago in 2018 when the Spider-Man PS4 game came out. And it took a lot of the same ideas and mechanics, but modernized them and just created this beautiful game following Peter Parker's Spider-Man as he battles a lot of his very classic foes. And in the end of that game, it set up a sequel, Miles Morales, who... For those of people who don't know, Miles Morales is the second Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man of color. The first ever Spider-Man that is in a mainline Spider-Man comic book storyline who is not Peter Parker. And so Miles Morales has been a huge deal in the last decade. He was originally based off of Donald Glover. Was he based off of him? Yeah. The idea came from that 
but he's been a huge deal. And Miles Morales had his own movie come out called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Also a huge hit. Two years ago as well. Yeah, huge smash success for Sony. I think Spider-Man is probably one of Sony's most successful franchises. They've just had a lot of hard times making movies, which is why they handed them over to Marvel. But anyway, so at the end of Spider-Man PS4, Miles Morales, who doesn't have spider powers in the game, gets spider powers in the end, and they set up this game. Which was, you said, originally thought to be uh, DLC or downloadable content for the first game, right? Yeah, because of the playthrough time of this game and how short it actually is for a uh, an RPG, which is a role-playing game, a lot of people were kind of theorizing that it was actually originally intended to be a downloadable content package for the PS4 game. And at some point, Sony probably said, hey, we're developing the PlayStation 5, and with the success of this PS4 Spider-Man game, we want to have you make that DLC into a full title for PlayStation 5 when it launches. And I think I think that's what happened. It kind of feels like it as you play through it, as you watch it. <laughs> Despite the runtime, did it seem to you like this Miles Morales game had its own unique identity compared to the one from a couple years ago? both in like gameplay and in aesthetic. It did. In aesthetic, it was actually really cool because it took place during the winter. So everything had snow falling or fresh powder all over the ground. And so if you can imagine Manhattan during a frozen winter while it's snowing, it gave it a very cold and kind of that Christmassy feeling as it takes place during Christmas time. It's a different part of the city, right? You can still utilize the whole map, the whole map of Manhattan, which you could in the PS4 Spider-Man game. And it looked like they had made some changes to actually make things more detailed. So there were certain areas of the city before that you couldn't access. In this game, you could access them, both even indoors and outdoors, which was a new thing. Because before in the PlayStation 4 game, when you would go indoors, you'd have to go to a loading page screen and wait for the loading page to finish before you could go inside. In this game, you instantly go from inside to outside constantly, and it's amazing. Testament probably to the uh, at least the PS5's yeah, power. The new power. Yeah. The new consoles are trying to trying their hardest to rival the PCs of the day, which it's always been a race. They've been trying to play catch up to the computers. I mean, it looked great. Looked really, really good. It looked a lot better than the PlayStation 4 even just two years ago. Still have a lot of problems with the mouth movements for me. <laughs> All games have had that. Even yeah. looking at the Last of Us footage, it's like, I just hate when the characters talk or they kiss. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still super cartoony, but everything else isn't cartoony. And that's what makes it kind of interesting. And it's his own story too, his own journey as a up and coming Spider-Man. Yeah. So this particular spinoff game which is officially entitled Marvel's Spider-Man colon Miles Morales. TM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a direct sequel to the end of the last game. And Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man, now is training Miles Morales to become Spider-Man as well. Not a second Spider-Man. The whole idea kind of behind this game and Miles Morales' journey through it is uh, coming in to his own and trying to find his own identity also while still being called spider-man he also in the beginning of the story he moves from one part of the city to another part and then the new part of the city that he inhabits becomes sort of his home base and he particularly starts to defend that area of manhattan his own neighborhood 
Yeah. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That same moniker is used throughout this storyline. Him and his friend Genki, they utilize things that Peter Parker hadn't to popularize this version of Spider-Man. At one point, Peter Parker's Spider-Man is no longer present, and the whole game follows Miles Morales now as the city's only Spider-Man. And him being new to his powers and still discovering them, as well as what it means to be Spider-Man and all of the stereotypes and the feelings from people in the city that may feel a certain way toward what Spider-Man represents. He takes all of that on his shoulders and starts to develop his own identity. And that's what this game is about. Coming of age story. Yeah. And it's very sweet in that way. The overall story is good. The story beats are there and it's good. And and a lot of it is emotional. And I think that's why this has been highly rated. There's a couple character decisions that I really disagreed with. I think we're really cheesy, much more cheesy than the PS4 Spider-Man. Maybe that's because he's younger. He's still in high school. Was Peter Parker not in high school still? He's older. I think he's in his like mid-20s. Yeah, the character choices were strange to me, especially because Miles Morales as a character has only been around for about a decade, and there have already been four to five <laughs> different iterations of his origin story. Mm-hmm. I own the original Miles Morales comics. Nice. And I'm a huge fan. I read all of the original Miles Morales comics. I was a really big fan of that version of Miles Morales. That's why even when Into the Spider-Verse came out, I had like a visceral reaction to it because it wasn't the Miles Morales that I read about in the comics. But that version of Miles Morales is interesting. And then this version is completely different from that version. He's much more what I was telling Gabe feels super whitewashed, honestly. He's like, essentially, if Peter Parker was black, like just had black skin. He's still in this version, in this game's version, he's a scientist as well, which is weird because he hasn't always been that keen on science. A lot of how Miles Morales set up his Spider-Man mantle was given to him from stuff that Peter Parker had done originally. So in this version, he's a scientist. He has a lot of the same character traits that Peter Parker has. So I was a little bit bummed in that regard to see that they didn't give him more of his own personality. So that's my big gripe with it. But the thing that makes it great is the overall aesthetic and tone that it creates. And one of the largest contributors to that is the music Hmm. and the score. The score in this, it was basically very similar, if not identical to the feeling of the first game, but it threw a hip hop beat underneath it all. So while it was orchestral and followed a lot of the same sort of score that the PS4 Spider-Man game did, which was also very reminiscent of what Danny Elfman was doing in the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, which I think was the point. This game did those things, adapted kind of what Danny Elfman was doing, what the original PS4 game from two years ago did, but then threw this hip-hop kind of groove to it underneath everything else. And it's the same exact composer. His name is John Pisano, or Paisano. You guys can look it up on Spotify. Honestly, the score is really, really good. A great listen. And then they had a couple R&B, hip-hop, and rap tracks that they threw in for a couple like montage scenes and the ending as well by Lecrae and Jaden Smith. Echoes of the Into the Spider-Verse where it was very yeah. hip-hop inspired. Like the Post Malone Sunflower track I'm from... Sunflower! Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. No. Um, yeah, I'm leaving it in. The Lecrae track in this has the same kind of vibe. It's like a reoccurring theme like the Sunflower song was in that movie. 
So yeah, the tone is really heavily created by the score being this blend of hip hop and sort of Danny Elfman-like orchestra. And then the look of Manhattan at Christmas time in the snow. And then all of the effects and the graphics and all of Spider-Man's movements. You can tell that they tried really hard to make Miles Morales' Spider-Man's movements different from the Peter Parker Spider-Man's movements. He swings differently, he leaps differently, he spins differently, he fights differently. So all that stuff is cool. Yeah, the animations seem incredibly clean. Yeah. And you were talking about the aesthetic, what the PS5 can do. The way the villains interact with Spider-Man, and there's a lot of purple and sort of metal movement and kind of fluidity, and it's very visually interesting to watch Mm -hmm. and to play, Mm -hmm. even though we didn't play it, (laughs) because we didn't have to scalp the PS5s. Yeah. That was another thing that really sort of bummed me out about this game, was in this game, there weren't a lot of classic villains from spider-man's rogue gallery there were maybe like one or two so it followed this linear storyline where it was sort of the same villain the whole time which was fine uh it it gave it its own feeling because in peter parker's story from two years ago you fought through a lot of that rogue gallery peter already locked him all up no one was left for miles (laughs) yeah it's still that game revolved around doc ock right no no Mm -mm. as the main no Impetus. That was the cool thing about that game is it kept surprising you with new things. There was a main villain and then there was like seven other villains you were fighting at the same time. Behind the curtain, there was another villain. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was cool. This one is not that. And I was hoping it would be a little bit more like that because when you play a Spider-Man game, you want to fight his classic villains. And this one, you didn't really get that. Which is why I think a lot of people felt, honestly, that it felt more like a DLC, like a downloaded content package that should have been attached Just to an the, add-on the to the original game. game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of happy that I didn't play it, honestly, or bought a PlayStation 5 just for this game. I Personally, I would not have bought it. Honestly, I would say if you were interested in buying a Spider-Man title and a PlayStation 5 and you hadn't played the PS4, a Spider-Man game, the PS5 just did a remaster of the ps4 spider-man for playstation 5 so they grab it's the exact same game but the graphics are better the models are better the animation's better that game already looked good though. i would get that game well yeah but it looks even better now and uh they redesigned peter parker's face they put in some new suits that you could play new uh skins they call them skins but it's the spider-man suits mm-hmm. that's one thing that was also cool about the miles morales game is the title screens were really cool when you would press pause and do upgrades to your tech and your web shooters and stuff the title screens were really really cool is shouting out simon krieger a spoiler and troy baker oh no yeah there's a character in this he's sort of like another sort of antagonist you're interacting with and you'll learn about him very early on Simon Krieger is the head of Roxxon. And when I was playing or when I was watching it, I was thinking, wow, whoever played him was really, really cool. He had such a presence and you could tell just through the way his personality was coming through the game that it was played by a real person. And we found out later that... It was Troy Baker. It was Troy Baker. Who played Joel in The Last of Us. Yeah. So sort of funny there. Amongst many things. Yeah. Very prolific. It's probably one of the hardest working voice actors in across the globe, but especially in American media. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Spider-Man Miles Morales in a nutshell for this game. If it does interest you, there's some other cool launch titles for the PS5 you can get with Yeah. They just did a a remake of Demon's Souls, which is the original game that inspired the Dark Souls franchise from 10 years ago. Mm. And I was telling Steven just how good that game looked on the PS5. 
PS5 has really stepped it up. Even just looking at particle effects in these games, it's very satisfying to look at. There was another one that was... Oh, was it Assassin's Creed Valhalla? That game looked good. That game looks like Assassin's Creed is back, baby. I mean, just Norse mythology is really cool, but the way that game approaches the franchise is very fresh and exciting. Pretty open and customizable while still remaining that gripping storytelling. Assassin's Creed as a franchise is kind of come and gone. <laughs> yeah, the new Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Right? Call of Duty's popping off. What's funny about their recent game is Cold War, right? And they have like a Ronald Reagan. And those graphics yeah. look amazing. Like looks look really good. Real. Yeah. All, all the next-gen graphics look great. Cyberpunk's going to be releasing, I think, end of this month. Now, Cyberpunk is like the game of the generation. That game has been, for five years... I mean, thinking of like comparison, it'd be like Star Wars level of hype. Oh, there's a new No Man's Sky too as well, right? No, they've just been quietly updating that game from its disastrous launch five years ago. And that was the greatest letdown of the generation thus, that, thus far. But they've been updating it for free for five years. And now it's an incredible game that everyone raves about. Really? Yeah, for no extra charge. Every year, I think multiple times within a year, they just keep putting DLC and expansion packs into the game. And every time they do, they call it something else. So this latest one is just called The Next Generation. It really looks phenomenal now. It really looks exceptional now. But it is a testament to game hype and tempering expectations because this cyberpunk game that everyone's looking forward to is supposed to be the second coming of video game Jesus. This NBA 2K21 looks ridiculous. Oh, that... that It looks real. I think that was just a tech demo because it looked so real. Like, yeah. f- if you talk about photorealism, hyperrealism, that game trailer or whatever, it looks so good. All this... You could see his pores and the sweat just dripping off. <laughs> it was crazy. That is crazy. It looks nuts. Yeah, so anyway... If you guys are interested to play it, it's a cool... Honestly, you could watch their walkthrough on YouTube. They have them for less than eight hours now. It's probably like four to five hours because people just blow through it. But it's a fun watch if you're just interested in that Spider-Man content and you want to see a cool story and interested in Miles Morales or Spider-Man. Gabe, any last words? Pizza time. Thank you.